we're going to continue a series we started last week called The Gift. And we talked a little bit about gifts last week. And when we said this, there's something about that great gift that you got. Think about that great gift. You had a gift, man, that just meant so much to you. It always was connected to a thought. Somebody thought of you and they went out. They either purchased, they made it, somehow they put it together and they gave it to you. But it first started as a thought. Every gift starts as a thought. And so the Bible says this about God in Jeremiah chapter 29. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Now God's thoughts are different than our thoughts. God's thoughts always include an action. In fact, you could say this, and we said it last week, God's thoughts towards us always include a corresponding action. God's thoughts toward us always include some sort of action. So God doesn't separate his thoughts from his plans. In fact, if you look at that same scripture in Jeremiah 29, in different translations, you'll find that it says the word plans. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you. See, sometimes we have thoughts. Those thoughts come, but then they go. We never act on them, you know? I mean, that's just us as humans. Imagine it's kind of like this. Imagine if you had Bill Gates as a very close friend. Man, he's, he's, he's your friend, man. You guys are close. You text back and forth all the time, right? And so, so you have Bill Gates as a friend, and you are, have run into financial trouble, okay? You're about to lose your house, lose all your debt. And so you get a text message from Bill, and here's what it says. Hey, man. And you said, this is like the, the text message you've been waiting for. Hey, it's so good to hear from you, right? And he says to you, hey, I heard about your financial problems. May lose the house, huh? And you go, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's rough. Looks bad. And he says these words, thinking about you. <laughs> right? You're like, hey, Bill, appreciate the thoughts. But what I really need is some of that cash, Right? You got billions of it, okay? Well, you got to know this. God has way more money than Bill Gates, amen? He's got way more money, way bigger plans. God is so much greater, right? Bill Gates is poor compared to our God, right? So what you really need is God's thoughts towards you more than you need anybody else's thoughts towards you. Amen? So we talked about the fact that God starts as a thought, but then he works and he gives plans and those plans include gifts. And last week we said there's three great gifts that he's given us. And the first one is right here. It is the word of God. It's your Bible. Huh? This is what we need. This is our roadmap. This is our guidelines. This is our, this is our manual for living. You cannot live a successful life. In fact, you'll never find God's purpose, God's plan for your life if you do not open up this book and let this book get inside of you and you get inside of it. You cannot live the Christian life apart from the Word of God. So you have to have a daily devotional life, daily get into the Word of God. You've got to search the Scriptures, find truth. Here is truth. Amen? And so you have to be a student. You have to be studious in the Word of God. The second thing I want to teach you today and talk about in this message is this. The second gift that he's given us is the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit. Let's listen to Luke chapter number 11, verse number 9. It says this, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Listen to verse 12. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, listen to this, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Holy Spirit is a person. He is the third person of the Godhead. He is not the force. He is not wind. He is not a dove with fire coming out of his tail. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Bible refers to him as a pronoun, he. It says over and over, he. And so the Holy Spirit is a person, and he has things that he is going to do for us. I want to just share a few of those. The first thing that the Holy Spirit does for us is he leads and he guides. Number one, he leads and he guides. Romans chapter 8 says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So the Holy Spirit leads us, but he leads us in a certain way. And I kind of give it this example. The Holy Spirit is a tour guide and not a travel agent. Now, I know that there's not a whole lot of travel agents out there anymore. That business is kind of going by the wayside. But, but I one time sat down with a travel agent. My wife and I were headed to Africa, and so we sat down with a travel agent. We said, we need help. You know, this is 2004. We need help booking a flight to Africa. So she, she was typing in and, and just came up with all these things. And, and she came up with this trip. And she said, oh, I, I got a trip for you. And she, she booked the tickets. And here was our, listen to our itinerary coming home from Africa. This was, this was one flight after another flight after another flight. We went from Bujumbura, Burundi to Nairobi, Kenya to Entebbe, Uganda to Brussels, Belgium to London, England to New York, to Miami, one after another after another, right? I wanted to find that woman when I got back and just bless her in Jesus' name. I just wanted to just bless her. I haven't been able to get my wife overseas since that trip, right? It was brutal, man. It was so brutal. We, we got to London, and, and, and there was a, a friend of ours who saw our itinerary before we left and said, hey, man, you get a chance to upgrade, I'll pay for it because this looks bad. But she had said to us, hey, you guys are young. You can handle it. All right? So we get to London, England, and there's a sign that says, you can upgrade for 225 pounds. I'm like, yes, that's what we're going to do. So it's our first time ever in business and, and, you know, the best part about business is the business lounge. So we go in the business lounge. I lose Cynthia for 30 minutes. I'm like, Cynthia, where'd you go? She's like, you should see the bathroom. You should see the woman's bathroom. It's like marble everywhere. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. So we upgraded. But that's what a travel agent does. A travel agent sends you. 
What's a tour guide do? A tour guide says, hey, you come with me. Come on now. Let me just walk with you. I'm going to walk with you, and the whole way I'm going to talk with you, and I'm going to show you things. I'm going to point out things that, that you may not be able to see. I'm going to tell you the history. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you things that, that maybe that you might think one thing, but I'm going to tell you the real story and the truth behind it. Listen, the Holy Spirit is a tour guide. He's already been where you're going. He knows what tomorrow looks like. He knows what next month looks like. Amen? The Holy Holy Spirit says, listen, I've been there. Now let me walk you through it and let me talk you through the whole process. Amen? So that's how he leads and he guides us. Let me give you this example because I know that there's people in this room that are busy. Anybody busy? Am, am I the only one? Anybody else busy? If, if you're not, that's fine. You don't have to be. You know, some of you are like, no. But some of you are like, I need 26 hours, not 24 because you're sleeping like four, because you're, you're busy. So if you're busy, here's what happens. We try to balance work and, and family. That's what most people struggle with. How do I balance my family and my work, right? And, and for me, it's family and ministry. For you, it could be friends and, and, and family or, or work and friends. So wherever you're at, you're trying to balance life out. And so to balance things, you have to have even weight on both sides, everything perfectly even, and you have to have a fulcrum. The fulcrum in the middle is, is where it sits. And so you say, okay, that, this is my life. I've got my family over here, and I got this balance, and then I got my work over here. And so my life is completely balanced. Now nobody move. Right? How many of you know life doesn't look like that? Because there's times when this goes crazy and then this goes crazy and, and you're never going to live in balance that way. So here's what the Holy Spirit does. Remember I just said a minute ago, the Holy Spirit knows what tomorrow looks like. He already knows what's going to happen in your family next month. He already knows what the whole 2017, he's already got the whole year already. Look, he looks at it. He knows what it's going to be like. So he knows when your family is going to need a little more attention. So here's what he does. He just presses upon us. He just kind of gives us this nudge. He just presses down and says, hey, hey, you need to spend more time with your family. You see in this fulcrum here, this is our heart. This is our attention. This is our focus. And so he says, now, right now, you need to move your focus towards your family because I know that something's coming and you need to just give them your attention. You need to pay more attention to your family. And so the Holy Spirit will press down and he'll say, hey, just move it over here. And guess what? This is still balanced. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's helping you. He's over here helping you to balance out your life, right? And then when, when after you spend some time with your family, he says, hey, now, okay, now that the family's good, but, but now there's bills, and if you don't work, you don't eat. Let me try it again. I said, you don't work, you don't That's a real scripture. And so you don't work, you don't eat. So you need to come over here. You need to make some money, and you need to pay bills, and, and your family's okay. You need to put some hours in, and you need to do your time at the office or, 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 or the job or the business. And so the Holy Spirit is always just helping you balance out your life. Do you see what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit told me just a couple months ago, he says, hey, text, take next year. Don't travel so much. This year I traveled like I've never traveled before. It was like crazy. I felt like I was always on a plane and doing stuff. So, so the Holy Spirit said, next year, I don't want you to travel. I just want you to move 
your attention, move your focus over. See, that's how he leads and guides us. See, it says, as many as are led by the Holy Spirit. And he just gives you that gentle nudge. Sometimes it's a big nudge. And he says, you just need to move your attention over here. Amen? That's his job. In in John chapter 16, it says he guides us into all truth. Amen? He is a guide. The second thing he does for us is he illuminates and he brings focus. He illuminates and he brings focus. When I turned 40, not long ago, I... I noticed something. I'd be riding in the car with my wife, and I would say to her, Honey, what does that sign say over there? Way over there. Because I used to be able to read it, and now, I don't know what's happened. It's got a little little fuzzy. It's a little more blurry. Can I get a witness from anybody? It's a little more blurry than it used to be. Right? And so I went down to the opto, whatever her name, person is, and so the eye person, and I went there, and and I noticed I needed glasses, so I, I got glasses. I usually wear glasses. I've lost them. I'm going to get another pair. Don't worry about it. So I don't even know who's here today. But, but uh, some of you noticed that already. So I have, to, I have to, like, really focus on stuff. Here's what the Holy Spirit does. He brings life into focus. Things that, that you go, okay, I don't know if this is the right choice or not because it's a little hazy. It's a little, am I, am I really making the right decision? Is this the right choice? I'm just not so sure. And the Holy Spirit just helps you bring life into focus. And then he illuminates. And I, I, when I was in Bible school, my Bible school professor, she gave us this example, and I just thought it was so good, and I remember it so many years later. Here's what the Holy Spirit does. See, these are words on a page. And you know what? I could read them. Sometimes i got to get them a little closer, but I can read them. I know, I know what they say. But what the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit just kind of illuminates. And see, what he does is he takes words on a page. Now, some of these words are so easy, right? Thou shalt not kill. Hey, y'all get that one, right? But then there's other things that you go, what is, that? What is, what is God saying? What does this mean? And, and some verses and some parables that you go, okay, I need help with this one. And what he does is the Holy Spirit just shines his flashlight, right? And see, I can see it, but now I can really see it. Now it's clear. Now it's illuminated. Now what happens is there's other words on the page, but when I shine my light on these words, these words jump out at me. And see, there may be something that the Holy Spirit's trying to say to you. You may have read it a hundred times. Anybody read something over and over, but when you've read it that one more time, it's like, ooh, I never saw that before. Thank you. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He illuminates. He brings things into focus. And then the third thing is this. He comforts and he gives peace. He comforts and he gives peace. In John chapter 14, if you have your Bibles, let's turn over to John chapter 14. I want to read a portion of Scripture, and I said to you that Jesus, when he talked about the Holy Spirit, he talked about the Holy Spirit being a pronoun, being a person. And it says this in John chapter 14, verse number 15, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he... 
there it is, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And in verse 18, I love it, says this, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. What I love about this portion of scripture is that phrase there, I will pray to the Father and he will give you, listen to this, another helper. In, in the Greek, that particular phrase means this. It's the Greek words, alos parakletos. And what it really means is this, another of the exact same kind. Same kind. So what Jesus is saying is he's saying, listen, I'm going to pray and God is going to give you a gift. He's thinking about you, and those thoughts are plans, and he's going to give you a gift. And the gift is the person of the Holy Spirit. And guess what? He's just like me. He's just like me. So you know how I called you when you were fishing, and you were at the tax collector's office, and Luke, you were at the doctor's office doing what you do? He said, I called you out of that. He said, the Holy Spirit's going to do the same thing. He's going to call you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to walk with you. He's going to tell you, hey, listen, it's going to be okay. He's going to show you, hey, pray for this person. Hey, hey, do this for this person. He's going to help you supernaturally feed people. He's going to help you pray for people. He's going to give you boldness. Hey, and when you find yourself in a boat and winds and waves are beating up against that boat and when you're fearful for your life, hey, listen, he's going to do exactly what I did. He's going to stand up and he's going to say, hey, peace be still. And guess what? The wind and the waves are going to calm down because Jesus says, listen, I'm going to give you somebody that's just like me. He's just like me. In fact, when Jesus left, that 40-day that period between the time he went to heaven after he was crucified, raised from the dead, he went to heaven, and, and then the Holy Spirit was given in Acts chapter 2. There was about 40 days there, and Jesus said, don't go anywhere. Why? Because you're helpless right now. You don't have me, and you don't have the Holy Spirit. Don't do anything. Don't leave the town. Don't leave Jerusalem. You wait. Because he's coming, and you're going to need him. You're going to need boldness. Man, you're going to need direction. You're going to need a voice that's going to tell you what to do. Man, the Holy Spirit begins to speak to our hearts. He speaks into our mind. He brings comfort, and he brings peace. Amen? Just knowing that he's there, just hearing that voice that speaks to you. I, I, I was going down to Broward uh, down to Fort Lauderdale on Wednesday, and I wanted to take the turnpike. But my phone, I punched in the, the, the address, my phone was trying to take me to I-95. I'm like, I'm not getting on I-95 at 5 o'clock in the afternoon to go down to Fort Lauderdale. I'm taking the turnpike. But, but my phone kept trying to get me to 95. So every time I went a direction, it kept saying, at the next turn, make a legal U-turn. At the next street, make a legal U-turn. Not illegal, legal. So, so make a legal U-turn. It kept doing it. And I'm I just thinking to myself, I wonder when it's going to get it. When is it going to figure it out? I'm not going 95. I'm going the turnpike. 
And finally, after like miles of listening to make a legal U-turn, make a legal U-turn, finally it figured it out. Oh, okay. Well, then you want to go right, right? But how many of you know the Holy Spirit knows already where you're going? He's already been where you need to be. And so he's that voice that's in the car with you. He's that voice that's, that's on the job. He is that voice that's in the home. When you really need to get somewhere, guess what? He brings comfort because he's right there with you saying, hey, right here, you just go left. And hey, right here, you just go right. And hey, you do this and you make this choice. And listen, it's so peaceful knowing that you don't have to do it by yourself. Amen? Listen, that's what leads us. It's most often not the counsel of a friend, although we, we like that. And, and there's times when you can't get a hold of the pastor, like Monday. Don't even try it because my phone, it just goes to some random voicemail. You'll never get me on a Monday. So don't get hurt on Mondays. And so, and you guys know that. But, but there's times when you can't get a hold of anybody. But guess what? You will always have the Holy Spirit with you. There'll never be a time in your life when he's not right here with you. If you invite him, he'll always be here with you. And guess what? This is how he leads us. He just gives us this peace. Just this assurance that says, hey, you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. He gives us conviction that just is gentle and it's loving. And it says, hey, begin to make better choices, and and you need to do things differently. You need to do this choice. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's how he leads us. He gives us peace. My wife and I, we've made major decisions, moved 14 times from house to house to house. We've moved to North Florida, from North Florida. We've had these major decisions we've had to make, purchasing this piece of property, all these different things. Don't you know that I had to rely on the peace of God? The peace of God that just says, hey, this is the right choice. How many of you know I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world? The Holy Spirit's job is to lead us, to guide us, to illuminate, to bring focus. But he also does this. He brings comfort and he brings peace. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? You know, part of that scripture that I just read to you a moment ago. Verse 18 says this, I will not leave you as orphans. Man, that verse meant so much to me growing up, but I got to tell you, the last five, six years of my life, that verse has meant so much more. When my wife and I got involved in foster care and adoption, that verse just came alive to me. Because God just led us down this path and and taught us what it was really like for someone who has no knowledge of their father to suddenly understand who their father is. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of adoption. See, an orphan has no knowledge of their father, but when you've been adopted, 
you suddenly know, oh, this is my dad. This is the one who's, who's going to instruct me. This is the one who's going to love me. This is the one who's going to roll around with me. This is the one who's going to wrestle with me in bed. This is the one who's going to help feed me. This is the one who's going to show me what it's like to be a man. Yeah. And if you didn't grow up with a loving dad who is so connected to you, and if you grew up with somebody who was so distant in a way, and the only time you felt them is when you felt their discipline, then there's a person I want to introduce you to today. He's the Holy Spirit. And here's what he does. He gives us knowledge of who the Father is. And he says, hey, God is a loving God. He is a gentle God. He is crazy in love with you. And he'll never leave you. And he'll never forsake you. 